Hello, my name's Ben Simpson. You're listening to My Next Guest, the improvised chat show. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm very excited and a little bit apprehensive to introduce my next guest, Michelin star chef Chrissy Bristles. Hi there. Hi Chrissy. welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to have you on. You're such a huge star um, and obviously your food absolutely speaks for itself. Um, we're going to talk about your new and very unusual restaurant that you're opening soon in a little bit. Yeah. But first of all, I just wanted to get a sense of your background. Where did you get into food? Oh gosh, what a huge question. Um, well, obviously, uh, like, like a lot of my peers, I got into food when I was a child, um, cooking around my mother and father in the kitchen. Um, wasn't a little bit later, I was at culinary college and I thought, actually, Chrissy, you can take this seriously now. Um, you can you can really put your foot down, and you can this can go the whole way. And your mother was always a huge supporter of your of your cooking. Um, you said that it used to cook together. You you were, you grew up in the Oxford countryside. That's right. Um, what sort of things were you eating as a child? Oh God! I mean, what does anyone eat as a child? Whatever you want: baked beans on cheese, on toast, on a plate. Um, uh, we used to have. Um, a small allotment um, near where my father used to work as an academic and we'd go there and we'd pick and forage and just get whatever we could really and we'd just throw it all together in a great big basin and just cook it up and whatever it came out that would be tea amazing and I look at the pictures of your family home beautiful large sort of stately home and I assume sort of game birds and and uh, venison and, and veal and all this sort of stuff was that part of your diet was that part of your cooking experience as a child well daddy was vegan Wow. Um, mother um, grew up quite differently. Her father um, also was probably, I mean, you already mentioned it, where the money came from. Um, he used to go out on hunts and shoots, and, and he often would bring back game birds, which is where I got my appreciation for meat. But father was a vegan, um, which was, uh, he used to grow um, all manner of different things uh, just um, near, the, near the house and in his allotment. So I really got this um, a quite a diverse opinion on um, um, food from quite a young age. And I, I feel privileged. I feel privileged to have had that. And obviously, I, the money is obviously another privilege. But that was an also a privilege. I think people would, would, would probably say that you have had a privileged background. It's nice that you're admitting that. I think your dad was obviously a vegan very early on, ahead of the curve. Yes, although I think um, a lot of people back then were, went vegan because they had health issues. And he had a fuck ton of gout. Um, and you can't really steer away from that unless you, you start cutting certain um, fats out of your diet. Um, I've obviously one of the most famous things on my menu is the gout buster. And that um, introduces um, uh, so many different vegetables that can actually, with toxins in, that can, that can combat gout. Um, which means if you really wanted to, you could have a steak and ale pie and then have a gout buster right next to it and they would just cancel each other out. Fantastic. And that's, I mean, that's one of the other things you are renowned for is the names that you give to your dishes. Hmm. It, does this come from you? Do you have a team of, of name writers? Not just me. Um, actually, my daughter, Claire, she, um, she's got a real knack for coming up with things. And she'll often just potter around the kitchen whilst I'm coming up with recipes. And um, she'll sit there with a battered old acoustic guitar and just play away. And, and I'll just pick something out of what she sings and what she says. Um, and then we'll just throw it together into a, onto a plate and we'll uh, pop it on the menu the next night, see how it performs. <laughs> Amazing. One of my favourites is actually liquid soup. Mm. Um, what, one, of your, one of your most... Uh, it's the wettest soup I've tried. It, it's almost 
translucent. It's almost it? too wet, it's, yeah. um, which the uh, Guardian um, critic said. Um, a, a liquid so wet that it, it, it's almost um, defies... It's almost a gas. It's almost a, basically a gas. Um, and we do pump that into the bowls at quite a rate. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, talk, talk to me about that process. Um, we use um, four blenders sellotaped together um, into one big bowl. Sellotaped? Yes, um, because um, other tape does give off toxins and sellotape doesn't. So we tape all these blenders together and put it in there and we really get it quite wet. So you did say blenders, didn't you? Yes. Good. Now, Chrissy, I'm obviously going to talk about this. This is something that you, I kind of put you on the map. I mean, you were in, in culinary eyes, people knew you, but this yeah. really put you on the map. When you, when you catered a, a very special wedding. Mm. Now, whose wedding was it? Um, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Yeah. Um, it was huge for us. How did that feel? I mean, how did the call come through? How did that work? Because uh, obviously, was this when he was, was renewing his, his vows after the... the, the, uh, the Yes, some saw it as a plaster on his marriage. Um, we saw it more of a celebration of um, two people who were in love, but have been through some tricky situations. Um, and like with anything, I mean, you try to emulsify a sauce and it splits. Uh, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you have to throw it in the bin. Sometimes add a little bit more water, maybe an egg yolk, see if you can bind it back together. And that's what we like to think we did with Tiger Fantastic and his, and his anal- analogy. So how did the call come through? Talk me through that. Um, I got a, a, a direct message on my pager. Um, I was in the kitchen and um, I was just cooking up a souffle for a shake. And um, it came through and I, I thought, well, to the Batcave. So um, I grabbed Claire, my daughter, and um, we, we, we went straight to the briefing room. We've got a little room just off of the kitchen where we can talk biz, is what we call it. We call it biz. Um, because it's bits like business, but it's shorter. Yeah, um, get it. And then so we, we just thought, right, let's go at it, hammer and tongs. So um, we just fired out some um, initial recipe ideas and Tiger lapped it up. Yeah. Um, and so we did things that were authentic to his background and his cuisine. Um, so American burgers um, and noodles. And did he come in with a preconception? Did he th- throw some ideas at you? Or was he sort of like, do you know what? You've got carte blanche to do whatever you like. He was like a blind child in a candy shop in that he had no idea what he was looking Just for. Just grabbing at everything. Grabbing at everything he could get his hands on, sniffing away at the, at the shelves of everything in the store batting away customers he just wanted to get in there and he wanted to get everything he could in his gob and we did a uh, 78 piece sample menu for him the next day which um well i mean we we, we did it before all nighter i'm not afraid to say that we pulled wow. an all nighter um might be illegal in some uh, businesses to work that many hours but we did it and we pulled it together and we thought yeah, we've done this. We've done it. We've absolutely smashed it. Uh, he loved it, and the guest reviews were huge. I mean, it really did skyrocket you to the next level, didn't it? We think it might be the reason that he went on to win the PGA Tour. Wow. Wow, has he said that? No. But, you know, but they say the, you know when an you army, get... army, army uh, rides on its stomach or yeah, whatever. And golf's an army, isn't it? In a way. Yeah. Um. You mentioned your daughter there a yes. couple of times. She's almost your left-hand lady. She is, yeah. Um, family, it, it seems to be important to you. You've been married three times. Well, blood uh, runs thicker than water. And certainly thicker than, thicker your than soup. liquid soup. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you've been married three times. Yeah. How you've managed to pop out six children in amongst your very busy schedule is amazing. Um, 
but you have had some rocky uh, relationships with your children. Obviously, you're very close to your daughter. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about your relationship with your other children. Um, well, my other five kids uh, are with their fathers. Um, oh, it's five separate fathers? Uh, no. Uh, You've been married two other times and it's... Yes, it's between them. Yeah. Um, and we do, I mean, we do get on. We do see eye to eye. Um, I am lucky enough to have 14 restaurants internationally. So I get to go between those restaurants and because obviously the, the fathers are all in different places around the world. I get to see them in different places. And we really like that and that suits them. A lot of it comes down to climate in the UK. Right. Damp, dampness exaggerates arthritis in, uh, in, in knees. Um, and I've always said that. And they, they, they all suffer from their arthritis. Dads, their knees. dads, often their dads suffer from arthritis. And they, so they want to be near their dads to look after their dad's knees. Right. And needs. Amazing. And, and so, I mean, obviously I've got the knee um, fixer, which is a, a lamb chop on the menu. Yep. And I'll send that out to Giorgio and Mark, my exes. Um, of course I will. I mean, God, if they're listening to this now, Giorgio, Mark, there's knee fixes are on the house for you. Yeah. Um, God, two of them a day and you're absolutely, you'll be fine. Your knees will not hurt from the damp. But it's often better to be in a warmer climate for that sort of thing. So it's understandable that they want to be over there and, and yeah, their kid, the kids want to be with their dads. And I, I, I appreciate that because they're all boys. Right. But my girl I've got with me. Absolutely. And and I, and I mean, I'm not old fashioned and I, I, I love that, I grew up with these little boys running around tykes. They were little tykes, you know, kicking the skirting boards and wearing rollerblades and, and, you know, not finishing their dinners. And some of them would finish all of their dinners. Um, but what I like about having my girl is that she's really into food like I am. And um, she's got a great palate. She's going to be a fantastic chef one day. Amazing. So sounds like you're very caring. You've got some very caring kids. Yeah, yeah. And one in care. Um, but the other, the, other, the other guys are all great. They're all really happy. So, Chrissy, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You've got 14 restaurants around the world. Uh, um, do you have a favourite? Oh, God, it's hard to pick a favourite. Maybe I've got one on the old Kent Road, um, and that sees uh, a lot of celebrities. Um, it's called the Old Wheelbarrows. It's like a gastro pub restaurant. Yeah, and it's got a little performance space in the back. Um, it used to be a live venue or something, I think. I'm not really into music or anything like that, but it used to be something. Um, but that's that was my first restaurant um, when I moved from Oxford down to the city. Um, obviously, I used to have a small battered truck that I used to run up and down the M1, which was great in lay-by situations, but it wasn't a real restaurant, and you can't get a Michelin star if you've got a flat tyre. Absolutely. Um, and then, of course, our dish, the flat tyre, made it huge when we moved to the Old Kent Road. So I do have really fond memories of that spot. Um, other than that, Egypt. Right. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I've, <laughs> amazing. I, I was recently in Dubai, and I was in your, um, what's it called, the, the, the flattering, flattering Flounder, or the Floundering, fla- flounder, flounder, floundering Flatfish. You Okay. Just trying to recall the name of your restaurant. Yeah, the Floundering Flatfish. That's it. And I had a, I had a lovely time. What did you have, if I, I, if I may ask? I had... Did you do the sampler menu? I don't think it was on at the time. Right. Um, but... Not a Thursday. I, you know, we, no, we did, because we, we wanted to go for that, but it wasn't then. Right. Um, but I had... What did I have for starter? I had uh, croaking croquettes, which were the, mm-hmm. which were the frog... The frog croquettes. Yeah, based on um, French cuisine, uh, their love for frogs' legs, we just um, we get four blenders, strap them together. It's sellotape. Yeah, just throw a lot of frogs' legs into a bowl, and then they go. Basically, just get pushed into some croquettes, which do them in the oven. It, 
tasted really, really good. Yeah. Um, With a light aioli. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, yes, it was. It was it had this sort of uh, you use flowers to dress the dress the dress yeah. the plate. Yeah. Um, obviously not you. Your 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 chef. Yeah. Uh, chefs. Uh, I, but I do get all my chefs to send me pictures of every dish before it goes out. Wow. That's why my phone's been going mad. Yeah, your inbox must be mental. Yeah, so every time a, uh, um, a dish goes on the pass, I'll just get a little picture and I'll just say, yeah, or dust it more. Wow. Um, and that just gives me a real, it gives me power in my business, I feel like. In control. I'm the CEO. Yeah. You know, you've got to be across all of this stuff. Absolutely. Because if you're not, someone could be taking a dump in your ice cream bowls. I don't that, mean that literally, that but that's, well, it's a chef saying. But like, if someone did that, that, yeah, would do, that would close you down. It's a chef saying, it's like, don't shit where you eat. Don't dump in your own ice cream bowls. Because you wouldn't, would you? No. Would you? I wouldn't. No. And I like my ice cream cold. Yeah, and, and, and feces is often hot. Warm body temperature. Yeah, what's that? 32 and a half degrees? Something like that. Something that's, like that. That's we'll too hot out. for ice cream. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I think, I'm trying to think of the main course, what I had for the main course. I think it was... Was it Batman's Flat Legs? That's, no, that's what my wife had. Ah. Uh, I mean, that's one of our top I, sellers I out in Dubai. I did try that. It was yeah. really, really good. Maybe you might have had the helicopter stringworms. That's what I had. Yeah. Which comes in the most amazing... Yeah, it drops of, from the roof. Yeah. Incredible. It's theatrical, but people like that. How it get, got in the plate on the plate without any getting on the table yeah. is, is quite incredible. Yeah, so we strapped the um, spaghetti noodles to the um, the the fins of a helicopter and um, it just slowly spirals and lowers down. Um, and then the sauce is just poured from another helicopter, which is like got a bag, which is as if it's trying to put out fire on a really big forest, but yeah. it's just putting sauce on the plate. Sort of a blended sauce. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of your basic. It's that. It's quite lumpy though. So we get two blenders, strap them together with some sellotape. sellotape. Oh, do you? Are you a chef? No, 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 no. Oh, right. I just assumed. Sorry. Yes. No. Yeah. Just strap them together with some sellotape, and then blend that up, and then that just goes into the little helicopter's pouch like it's honey stomach if it was a bee. Amazing. And then for pudding, we both shared a bowl of warm chocolate ice cream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of our best sellers. <clears throat> It's a it's a it's a great dish to share. Great, we are, yeah. And we are. to get messy with, get it all around your teeth, <laughs> get it all in your beard. Yeah, it was it was lovely. We that's the point of family cuisine, and that's what we say in all of our fourteen restaurants. It's food to eat with your family. Um, you know, get stuck in. Use your hands if you want to. You won't find any white napkins at our restaurant. I tell you that much. No, we didn't. We didn't. Um, now I know I haven't got you for very long, much longer. Sorry, just but... answering a couple of. Uh, is that some pictures coming through the pass? Yeah. Have they passed? They need more dusting? Uh, I've sent two back, but on the whole, it's been pretty good. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk to you, obviously, about your new restaurant, and it's even more unusual than, than the rest of them. Tell us tell us a little bit about it. Where is it? Uh, the Battersea Ghost Train. <laughs> <laughs> the Battersea Ghost Train. That's that, right. Very exciting. I mean, I've, you've actually got me on the guest list for the opening, which you're I'm, gonna really, be at I'm so excited. Opening night behind the conductor. Really? I'm up the front? Yep, you're right at the front. Right in the coal, f- is it the coal face. Yes, that's right, yeah. Very, very excited. Tell me tell me about it. Is it in Battersea? Um, it, well, it goes through Battersea. It does pass through Battersea, past the cats and dogs home. Um, what happens there is all your food is cooked over the coals of an old train. Amazing. Um, and every um, dish is named after um, a dead person. Which is why it's the ghost train. 
amazing. Can, so, can you? I know you're very secretive, but can you can you give us a couple of of dishes that are going to be be put in there, or can you can you sort of lean towards what might be on the menu? Um, I mean, oh god, I should, don't know if I should. Is it essentially? A, it's going to be barbecued food, essentially. Well, it's cooked over coal. Sorry, I just I'm looking pass. at. No, I'm looking at my um, PR team, and they're they're oh, they're they very me happy. To, hush, hush, hush. But do you know what? Yeah. I've got two I can give you. Okay. So there is the there's the Churchill wafer bread. And that is absolutely to dine for. Yeah. Um, so that's flatbread cooked over the coals with a cigar-y sort of smoke thrown amazing. in there. And amazing. It, the most amazing aro- aromas. And then there's the Gandhi sandwich. Uh, which is, can you go into that? Yeah, it's a, um, a bean and lentil um, sandwich. Um, but it's not, the beans and lentils aren't whole. They're kind of, they're, they're not pureed, but there's a slight... Do you blend them? Yes. So we get a single blender. Depends on the size of the bean. Sometimes it does take two. Um, they so just sell it together. together, yeah. And then um, they just get pulsed down, and then they're in the sandwich, and they're cooked over the hoot of the train. Hoot, <laughs> the the chimney. Yeah, the train's hooter. Hoot <laughs> hoot. That bit. Oh, I see. Yeah, the where the steam's released. Yes, and then so that just gives them that final little steam. <laughs> then then they're passed down the outside of the train, like you're in an old Indian train, and everyone's hanging on the side of the train, and it's passed down by all the passengers. And then your food comes to you, and it's meant to be like a peaceful thing where it brings everyone together. That sounds amazing. I'm so excited to go to the Battersea uh, Ghost wait. Train opening. We can't wait to have you there. Um, please check out the My Next Guest uh, Instagram page where I'll be uh, sending pictures and, and writing uh, how what I think of the food, which oh. obviously will be very, very good. Thanks. Um, Chrissy Bristles, it's been such a pleasure to have you on, uh, on board, I was going to say, um, but <laughs> on the show today, absolutely. Um, Thank you so much Best of me. luck with um, all your 14 restaurants and your new one, and uh, I hope to speak to you soon. Thanks for having me on, Ben. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks guys. Chrissy. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at mynextguestpodcast or email us at mynextguestpodcast at gmail.com. I've been Ben Simpson. Our guest tonight was played by Adam Royko Vega. Brought to you by Glass Conkers. Oh, my conker.